Throne Room Breakdown is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. If you're looking for a ticket to Saturday's Kings game against Denver, maybe you don't live in Sacramento and you want to see the Kings when they visit your town, maybe when they show up in Chicago later on, Texas, wherever you may be, Game Time will have tickets for you at the prices you're looking for to get into the game. Or if you're someone like me, you just want to go to a concert, check out a theater show, Game Time's got you covered there as well. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. What is up, Kings fans, Throne Room Breakdown fans, everything, all the fans in between. We love all the fans. This is Jason Jones. This is Kenny Carraway. What is good? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thanksgiving week. You big Thanksgiving uh, guy, Jason? Oh, yeah, I love Thanksgiving. I have no idea what I'm eating this year, but I do like Thanksgiving. Uh, what's your we'll get into the basketball but you know we gotta have the obligatory thanksgiving what's your favorite dish conversation i mean what is your favorite do you like are you okay all right time out jason i want to just say this first off my black card is verified it will not be taken away after say the, saying this but i am a black man that does not like sweet potatoes or sweet potato pie i think it's disgusting i don't like sweet potato pie either oh we good we good I used, to get, I used to get teased as a kid about this. Yeah, I get. I still get teased about this, and I don't know what these people like, are talking oh, about. Like, oh, them? you want you a you want an apple pie? Oh, you chew. I'm like, <laughs> pie is not the pie is not good. I don't care how you feel about me. I don't feel offended at all. You judge me all you want. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's highly overrated in my opinion. Like people be going crazy about it. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. If I'm gonna eat a sweet potato, I'm just gonna eat a sweet potato. I don't need it in a pie form. I don't like. I don't even like the sweet potato. I, I mean, I can I can respect that. I mean, you gotta put a little, little butter, a little brown sugar on there, doctor it up a little. But yeah, I mean, I I don't need some foods. I don't need in a pie form, and that's one of them that I do not need in the form of a pie. What is your favorite pie? Hmm, that's a good question. Because uh, I don't think I like I, any pie. Uh, uh, no, cheesecake is not a pie. Sometimes it's cut like a pie, but. I was going to say cheesecake. That's not really a pie. Right. I guess uh, lemon meringue pie, maybe? I don't know. I'm not a big pie guy. Neither am I. Look at us. Look at us. Well, that, that, well I'm thinking about the rock. That say I'm not a pie guy is not very accurate, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I but, take uh, that back. I take that back then. I guess I am a pie guy. <laughs> now, the rock says there are many type of pies. There is apple pie. Oh, yeah. Apple pie. Mom's apple pie. That's not bad. There is pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Pumpkin pie's your favorite? Yeah. And, of course, there is the Rock's all-time favorite, including Rochester's all-time favorite. I like the people's pie. (laughs) 
<laughs> Facts. I'm with that. I'm with that. Speaking speaking of, and trust me, guys, we will get to Kings basketball. But I got to ask Jason, were you satisfied with Survivor Series? I was. I wanted NXT to run rampant, and NXT did. I was pleased. I'm not a fan of NXT at all. I like I'm the sorry. low. What's what's the what's the girl's name? Uh, Bel Air. Oh, Belanca. Well, she's got to be on Raw. Her husband's on Raw. Who's her husband? Montez Ford. I wait from the uh, the uh, street street profits. Yeah, yeah. Montez. Yeah, she's got to be on Raw. Montez Ford is hilarious. Like everything about him is funny. First of all, he looks like Big Sean. Second of all, um, <laughs> he's hilarious. And then his oversells on everything. Oh my God, I'll be dying in my living room. Your job is going to be to tell me who ever rap, match up every rapper with their celebrity lookalike. <laughs> I never thought about him and Big Sean. That's going to be your job. You're going to match up every rapper. So we, we've got Terry Rozier over baby. here. Baby on baby. We've got Montez Ford, so, <laughs> who's Big Sean. This is going to go. This is going to be a season long thing. I can tell. They're going to just keep coming. They just going to keep coming. I'm telling you, it, it always matches itself up. But Montez, I I had no idea he was he was married to her. I, I had not seen her before. I think they were on SmackDown earlier last week or something. That was the first time I had seen her. Or maybe it was Survivor Series. But, I mean, I like her. She looks dope, you know. And uh, that's probably the only person from NXT I even like. Oh, okay. Well, you're missing out. And and another thing that I liked about Survivor Series, this is probably bad of me, but I like when, like, small guys just get thrown all over the place. So, obviously, Brock and Rey Mysterio, when – Brock was tossing him around like a rag doll was phenomenal. I, I guess well, that's I realistic. That I would so expect hard. that to happen. Yeah, I don't need to see him beating Brock Lesnar. I need to see him being destroyed by someone eight times his size. I that, I laughed so hard, and my son. Then he's, he he's beating up his kid too. That's even better. That was very funny. I bro, I laughed at that multiple times. And my son, he doesn't. You know, he's still like in babyface world. You know, what I'm saying where everything is about the good guys. He, you know, I would just be cracking up while Rey Mysterio is getting thrown like a rag doll. And he's like, why are you laughing? That is not funny. Like, stop laughing. And I was just like, you'll understand later. It's hilarious. You're too young to realize how funny this all really is. <laughs> exactly. But trust us, it's funny. This is not um, the Athletics WWE podcast. So I, I think it's time to move on to what maybe I've been trying to avoid for five minutes. And that's a tough, tough loss in Boston. Monday night when the Kings were out there. So, Jason, you were in the building. What did you see out there, man? Uh, I saw a really bad second quarter. I thought that outside of the second quarter, the Kings outplayed them. They had good stretches of defense. They had stretches where, you know, well, obviously Buddy Hill was on, you know, on another planet. It's one thing to, like, to be in the zone or to, to watch a TV, on TV a guy be on the zone, but to see it live and to see the way – once you realize, okay, he's in he's in that zone, get him the ball. I'm sitting there going, give him the ball again, give him the ball again. What are you doing? Give him the ball again. And he was just rolling. But, I mean, they, uh, it's kind of hard to overcome. You're on the road. I mean, Buddy gives you career-high 41 points. He gives you uh, a franchise record 11 mate threes. But, you know, your, your next leading score, you know, Harrison Barnes, efficient again, gives you 20 points on nine field goals. But my man Bogey, I mean, maybe he's still working back from the injury. Five of 20, two of 13 on three. And you figured they weren't going to be able to get Buddy that last look. I mean, they they forced Bogey into a tough shot. 
you got to get it up quick because you want to have a chance at a putback. But, I mean, I just wonder, could you have gotten Buddy? I mean, I didn't get a good look at the replay of that last play, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was a tough shot. I don't know what they were, were going for with the play call there. I'm not going to just trash it and be like it was garbage or nothing like that. I just didn't like that. Literally, all five guys for the Kings were on the same side of the court. And, you know, like it, that means there was 10 guys literally on one side of the court. And you're not going to get a great look um, with so many people in that one spot. So I, I I don't know what they were going for. You know, it seemed like they got the shot they were looking for, getting bogey coming off that, off that screen um, over in the corner. And he got a decent look. Like, it wasn't a terrible look. I think Jason Tatum was coming at his right arm a little bit. And, you know, any shooters know anybody even blows on that right side of your body. It can it affects you sometime. And I think that's kind of what happened with Bogey maybe overcompensating with the shot with Jason Tatum on that right side. But, um, yeah, we definitely would have liked to see Buddy get something. That's one of those things, like, like you talked about how hot he was and how he was playing. One of those things where it's like, look, even if you get him the ball at the logo, you know what I'm saying, at center court or have him go in the backcourt, just get it in his hands and you feel like he'll handle the rest, whether that's from 23 feet away or 33 feet away. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how it felt watching him. But, um, yeah, tough break that they didn't, they didn't get it to him. But, you know, Jason, I talk about this with certain games, with foul calls. I forgot who told me this, but I'm a big believer – that everything evens out. You know what I mean? Over the course of your basketball life and watching games and playing games, it all evens out. Sometimes you're going to get good calls. Sometimes you're going to get bad calls. It all evens out. And for all intents and purposes, that shot in Golden One Center a couple weeks ago should have gone in for Marcus Smart. Somehow it went out. And the Kings probably should have won. And, you know, it didn't happen. So... We're even, right? Yeah, Marcus Smart comes up big. I mean, he gets that he gets a steal on Bogdanovich late. He scores their last four points. I mean I thought he traveled on that a, last one. That spin move with Corey Joseph. I thought they're never, yeah. Yeah, he's traveled traveled right into Corey's chest and you're not gonna get that call in Boston. Just not. You know, I hate and I think I, that I part like yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can agree on that, you know. Yeah, tuck old tuck rule. <laughs> that was a, no, Jason. No, now let's let's relax. Twenty eighteen World Series winning. Well, oh, I mean, no, they did. They did. Let, 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 let me move on. Let me. They did God's let, let work that, that year. Let me. In the tuck uh, rule, no one asked you. <laughs> let me. The no tuck one rule you. was let's move on. a bad rule, on, but please. the correct call. Yeah. All right, never forget that, Jason. It was care. the correct call. I don't care. A bad rule. I don't rule. care if it was correct. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it was correct. He fumbled. I don't care. He fumbled. Hey, the dumbest go, rule ever. You can only go by what is in the in the rule book at the time, Jason. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> on that one call, and usually I'm Mister. The rule is the rule. You know, you had your other chances to win. And the Raiders, if they converted another third down in that game, they would have won it still. But still, yeah, But I don't care. I'm Mister. You know, you had your chances. I don't care. I don't care. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over that because they changed the rule later. Like, oh yeah, that's not really a fumble. Did you see that no, I mean, uh, the pass. documentary about that that rule? No, I don't want. I don't want to see it. Well, let me just tell you this because this was something I didn't know before watching it. Apparently, they had made that call like three times that season. 
I didn't know that. And they went back and they showed the times when, like, th- the tuck rule happened. And people were, like, sitting there like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the tuck rule. That's what it is. I thought that was, like, the one, maybe the first time they had ever called that in the history of the NFL. They called it, like, two or three times that year during the season. And overchanged and said, no, it's a tuck rule. I didn't know that. Does it make you feel better well, that you weren't yeah. the only one? No. No, I don't care. <laughs> don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't well, care. we don't like Boston, so we have, we all have yeah. our, our reasons, and, and I guess that's yours. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So, yeah, said, you know, uh, we move on, and uh, we got Thanksgiving this week. Before Thanksgiving, the Kings visit Philadelphia. They visit uh, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and... The, the sniper Ben Simmons. The, the three-point sniper. No, come on now. Let's not. Come on now. Come on now. I I saw Kareem make a three in his career. Now let's not get carried away. You should not be called for celebration on the bench because your point guard made a three. That was wild. I'm the like you would have swore. Wild, you would have swore he was little Ben at the end of the bench who never played in a game before. I was like, oh come on. He's a. I'm like, come on. This is you know. Oh man, whatever. But I, this is a this is a, this is a tough matchup for the Kings because uh, you know we all know what Joel Embiid is. He's a monster, and you know you know. But maybe Joel gives the Kings a break and wants to shoot 10, 12 threes, and doesn't try to maybe use so. you know all seven seven foot two hundred and ninety pounds against the Kings, whoever he weighs. Right now, I, I'm a little worried because I was just about to bring this up. I was trying to see. You know, looking forward to this game on Wednesday. It's like, oh, is Joel back? Or are they being cautious with him? Like, what's going on? Well, he played uh, Monday night against the Toronto Raptors. Um, he played 31 minutes. And he mm-hmm. went scoreless, 0 for 11 from the field. So what that tells <laughs> me is he's probably going to have 40 on the Kings on Wednesday. 45 and 20. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Luke got a hold of the uh, box score Monday night. Looked at their game and said, "Oh, great, right, great." Now that they lose, really, he didn't score. <sighs> oh, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure he let Rashawn and Dwayne and Harry know, "Hey, you have fun with this one. He's going to be in a very bad mood." Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, because it is Thanksgiving. Maybe Joel's family's in town, and he's really looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner, and they catch him off guard, and, you know, he just has another, he goes 0 for 15, mm. fouls out, you know. Mm, I like you know, that. I like where you're know, going. Yeah, I don't believe that's going to happen, but, hey, I can, you know, you know, I, I don't believe that, but, hey, why not? Why not think about that? What do you, while we're on the subject of the Sixers, what do you think of Ben Simmons? Because I'm completely out on Ben Simmons. I think that he is, I said like this, I think the Sixers should have tried to trade him in the offseason and, and struck what I earned his hat. I'm not a Ben Simmons guy, but I'm also a type of guy, I don't like guards who can't shoot. In his case, I, like, I don't like guards who won't even attempt to shoot. I, you know, it, it was one of my issues with Rondo early in his career. My point guard can't be such an alive. My point guard can't be a liability to the point that when it's late in the game, you're fouling my point guard. You can't be hacking my point guard. <laughs> <laughs> That's unacceptable for, for the I point mean, guard. I, I mean, my man, can't, my man ain't even cracking 60% on free throws this season. I mean, that's my thing. It's like, he's great at what he does, but I can't. you can't be hacking my point guard late because... That's a problem late in games, which is why them having Jimmy Butler was so big last season. Because Jimmy, 
can handle the ball. And my 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 point guard can't be a liability offensively like that. And it's crazy to consider a man as an all-star and as a liability, but you look at his numbers through 13 games, uh, 13.1 points, 7.9 assists, 6.5 rebounds. I mean, although I mean, I, the assists are up a little, but the points and the rebounds are both down from last season, and he's shooting 55.3%, which is not bad, but he's only taking 10 shots a game. You would expect, you know, year three on the court, you know, I'd want to see that at 18 points, nine assists. Not, I mean, be flirting with a triple-double every night. And to me, I, I, I still like Ben Simmons. There's times that I watch it. I mean, there's people who've tried to make the argument that Brandon Ingram's a better player than him. Oh, well, I mean, if you now that you bring it up, <laughs> now that you bring it up, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I see a lie. I'll say this. Brandon can do a whole lot more than Ben, I think. And But I'm not going to go that he's a better player just yet because Brandon hasn't stayed healthy. Best ability is availability. Brandon's got to show he can be durable for a season because I, I tell people, you know, as an L.A. guy, if Brandon was that dude, Brandon would still be a Laker. Yeah, yeah. And he's not that dude yet. Maybe he becomes it, but nobody, you know, the, you know, the Pelicans, not the, they, the Pelicans didn't even extend Brandon. You know, and the, no. you know, so we'll have to wait and see. And like I, said, I like Ben. I have one of my best friends. He's a big Sixers fan. I have no idea what happened to him as a child. He's from he's from <laughs> Long Beach, and like me, he's a Sixer <laughs> fan, a Seahawks fan, and a Mets fan. It is the most this, this weird. Guy. He was a fan of like that Kurt Warner, like the running back, Kurt Warner, for some reason. And then he was a fan of the 86 Mets. And then the whole Sixer thing is all about Iverson. Yeah. Now, I, I was a huge Allen Iverson fan. Huge Allen Sacramento knowledge right here, Jason. In Allen Iverson's freshman year, they had a, like, you know how they had the thing at Golden 1 a couple weeks or a week ago uh, with Fresno State and St. Mary's. They had Georgetown for a Sacramento Holiday Classic Georgetown, Fairfield University, Grambling, and Sac State. And I was like, I was about 10, 11 years old. And I was like, um, you know, reading my little program. And at the time, like the player to watch for Georgetown was Othella Harrington. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look at Othella Harrington here. Let me see what, you know, this is the guy they said for me to watch. And some guy was sitting next to me or whatever. And uh, some older man, he was, me and my mom went and some older man was sitting next to us. And I was like, oh, Dylan Harrington's the guy, right? And he's like, yeah, he's nice. But they got this freshman. That number three, that's the guy to watch. And I was like, okay. And I saw him, he blew my mind. And after that, I followed Allen Iverson everywhere he went for about 15 years. So, yeah, I, that Sixers thing with AI, I definitely understand that. Because that was the man. That was the man right there. We'll get back to the podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor at StockX. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit sales? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. As a sneaker collector myself, I can tell you that StockX has all the shoes you're looking for. You're looking to add an Air Jordan 1 Fearless UNC Chicago to your rotation, or maybe you're just feeling nostalgic for a pair of Air Max 95s, you can find it all and more on StockX. 
sometimes even for prices lower than retail and I can testify to that as well you can find those things there one in on all the hype check out stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long that's stockx.com slash bball check it out today now back to the podcast I did go to a cover a Sixers game that Meek Mill was at after he got uh, what's he what? I want to say he had just got I think it was before he went back to jail what? Because uh, it, it was po- it was it was right after the whole thing with Drake and we're playing we're saying Meek, please stop. He's killing you. Stop Meek. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know. So I did. Ke- I did run into Meek Mill at the game, and I was like, I don't want to. Do I say what's up to him? I mean, you just got bodied by Drake. I was like, do I really want to like say what's up to you right now? But that's a little bit of my little Philly hip hop. Talk about somebody who made it out of that. Like he, he, in a major way, made it out of that. When we thought he was done, we thought he was going to go the, the way of Ja Rule after that situation with Drake. And yeah, he, he bounced back. He bounced back with better music. That's what it was. That's what it was, Jason. He's, he, he got, and he just he just came out with bangers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Even, and then you watch that documentary about him, you realize what he was going on in his life in that time. It's like, no wonder he was picking random battles. Man, he had issues. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is the album that he got mad about Drake for not promoting where all this started. And then it kind of got overshadowed because Drake came out with Back to Back. That was a dope album. Like, I'm a big Meek fan. I like Meek a lot. So, you know, yeah, he came back with music and he just, he made it. Yeah, well, what I'll do is uh, Wednesday night, I will look for Meek. Shout out to Meek Millie. It's going to be the day before Thanksgiving. You might run into a Nino Brown-like character giving out turkeys somewhere out in Philly. You know what I'm saying? No, well, I don't want to run into that character person. Honestly, I don't want to run into him. I don't need that. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need to meet Nino, nor should night. No, nobody passing out turkeys. I'm not in Philly. I can't bring a turkey back on the plane with me anyway. So I'd just be a big turkey. No, I, I'm good on my turkey. So we've only got one show this week, so we kind of have to look ahead past that Philly game as well. All things considered, to be seven and nine. You know, with, with, you know, a couple of home games coming up. You know, after they play at Philly, you've got Denver coming up on Saturday. Then Monday, you've got Chicago, you know, before they get back on the road. But, I mean, I think they got to like where they are. I mean, it's funny talking to the guys in the locker room Monday night. Buddy mentions we're still a game out of the playoff spot. And I'm like, it's game 16. But I'm like, they they haven't put that out of their mind that, We've got to get ourselves back into the race and, you know, kind of tread water or do better, be 500 or better until we get De'Aaron back. Reality is, I mean, we're not going to see De'Aaron anytime soon. I think we're going to see Marvin sooner than later, all, you know, given the time he's already been out. But we have to figure out how to keep doing this without De'Aaron because, I mean, that th- grade three sprain, that's a bad sprain. And you look at some of the guys recently who've had it, Lonzo Ball pretty much missed half a season. Reggie Jackson pretty much missed three months with it. That is nothing nice. So when you look at this, uh, but you look at the little upcoming stretch. You said a home game against a Denver team that they, you know, they they play Denver tough. You know, then you got Chicago, which means they could either be playing well or they could be imploding. You know, depending on how Jim Boylan has made them feel that day. You know, Zach Levine might go off, or Zach Levine might get benched. I mean, it's, you know, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with Chicago. So, I, I, I think this is a, a a key stretch because if you look, at, you know, they got two home games and they go on the road again. 
I mean, I guess we can talk about it next week, but I'm just, you know, just thinking, thinking aloud. You know, before the season, you would say we got a four-game road trip coming up, and it includes Portland and San Antonio. You'd be like, oh, no, that's, that's a tough way to start. Now it's like, you can beat Portland and San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, they're they right there. That, that could be a two-game swing for you right there. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, so what do you think about how the Kings have kind of held this whole thing together, one and two on the road trip, and I think if they have Bogey in Brooklyn, that game might be different. So, I mean, just what do you think about how they've held this thing together going in, you know, going into this week, you know, this holiday weekend? Uh, I commend them. I mean, the, the biggest thing that I've been saying um, since probably about 0-3 is you just want to find a way to keep your head above water. I, I said it a while ago when these teams were five and one or six and two or something like that. I was like, look, man, Phoenix and Minnesota will come back to you. You just want to make sure you're in a position when they do come back to you that you can be there and compete and take advantage of it. And sure enough, they're right there. They're coming back to you. I think Phoenix has eight losses. Minnesota has eight losses. They're right there for you. And I think that's what it's going to come down to in the West. If you want to, I think it's going to be three teams for two spots. And if you want to throw Portland in there, okay, sure. Maybe you want to throw them in there. So you'll say, uh, you know, it'll be three teams for one spot. And I, I just think that the Kings just really need to hold down the fort and make sure they're okay for when at least Bagley comes back. You know what I'm saying? And that's hopefully like mm-hmm. in the next week or two. But at least Bagley comes back. But, Jason, I did the math. You know, I don't always come out here with the predictions. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I give you guys, you know, some stuff. I throw some stuff out there, like Phoenix and, and Minnesota coming back, you know, when everybody's like, oh, look what Monty Williams doing. He's got them boys balling. They're 5-1. and one. I said, they'll come back to you. Okay? Even back in the summer, I said, look, man, Rashawn Holmes is that dude. I'm not going to say I saw him doing all this, but I said, I'm really excited about Rashawn Holmes. He's, he's I said – specifically that he's Harry Giles insurance. If Harry's not ready to go, that they got Rashawn Holmes waiting in the wings. I gave you that one. I'm going to give you another one right here on the throne room breakdown. Okay. The Kings will go one game over 500 December 28th. After they beat the Phoenix suns, they will move to 16 and 15, one game over 500. Brian tag this mark it down. And we'll come back to this when I'm right on December 28th. They will go 16 and 15. All right. And that is them holding we'll down see. the fort until those guys get back. Well, Bagley will be back. So Fox the, probably won't the, be back. And, and then do they go back to 500 when they play at um, Denver the next day? Yes. And then they might be under 500 when they play the Clippers <laughs> on New Year's Eve. <laughs> but um, no, they wouldn't right be under 500. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Kawhi. Well, maybe they'll get lucky and Kawhi won't even play that game. He might not. Maybe. I mean, that's a real. Maybe thing. Doc will give Kawhi and Paul New Year's Eve off. And then then they give. Uh, didn't they give Beverly the night off a couple games ago in New Orleans? Like, he got a load management day? <laughs> well, he has, no, he has, no, he has a calf injury. It's calf or calf or a knee. You know, it's getting out of control. No team, would, no team would ever just rest a healthy player <laughs> in November. Come on. I mean, you think a team would actually have a healthy player and not play him? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? I mean, no, no, no team would do that. No, these guys, you know, no. I apologize to all hurt. coaches for even putting that in the atmosphere because we all know that is not true. No team is, you know, they, they're not. No team would ever do that. No team's going to sit a healthy player. 
You know, because they because they they are firm believers that the fans pay their hard earned dollars to see those guys play. And they when you when you buy a ticket to an NBA game, the stars are gonna play because they care about the fan and they know that fan has shown up knowing that, you know what, I may never get a chance to see Kawhi Leonard play in person ever again. So I'm gonna play. I, I, I believe that, you know. We stand also believe, for you. Also believe, I also believe. Also believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> we stand for you, Doc Rivers. We are the Doc Hive. You know what I mean? We are the Doc Hive. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I, but yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get Doc's hairline too. I'm, oh. I'm jealous of his. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how he's. How, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. We're, we're not going to address Doc's hairline without uh, addressing the whole thing because I don't know. What that is at this point, it might be a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Like it might be a jailhouse tattoo because he's got the hairline that's so low, and but it's Chris, but the rest of his head is bald. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen on the top? Yeah, of it's, it's quite it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. I'm quite amazed. And as a person whose hair is thinning, I'm amazed by anyone who's figured <laughs> something out. And I'm just I'm looking for ideas. I'm looking for ideas. I threw so in I'm the towel early, Jason. I threw in the towel. I think I was about. I was about 24. It was my second year. It was going to my senior year of college. And I was like, you know what? I took a I took a picture. Like, I w- it was a straight-on picture. And, you know, I had to line up. Everything was crisp. You know what I'm saying? It was, my haircut was fresh. I, I know I had a haircut. But I, I looked at the picture, and I was like, is this when I shaved my head bald? I, I, ca- I couldn't remember. And I didn't. Like, I had the haircut. So I was like, you know what? If I'm taking straight-on pictures and it's looking like I might have shaved my head bald – let's just come on man let me get my my razors you know what i'm saying get that mock three shit you know that's what i go for if they want to sponsor I, I, I'm, I'm a user and um yeah let's just go ahead and end this right now because i'm not i'm not pulling a doc rivers i'm not doing a carlos boozer you know what i'm saying we're not getting the beijing black all over my head with the carlos boozer let me just rock the baldy i don't have no knots in my head i'm good so let's just do that i did that at like 24 bro there ain't no holding on. Ain't no holding on. I'm not there yet. I'm not. You're there good. Yet, no, you're but... good. You don't. You don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. Okay. I, I know what you're talking about, and you're good right now, though. You're straight. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, before we get up out of here, it said Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, do you have anything the Kings should be thankful for? They should be thankful for Nemanja Bjelica, Rashawn Holmes, and. Um, and speaking of Nemanja Bjelic, one of the weirdest things, and you brought this to my attention, you might even said it last year, one of the weirdest things, it doesn't make him like the best player or nothing like that, but if the Kings win or lose, you basically just have to look at the box score and see what Nemanja did. And he was <laughs> nowhere to be found in Boston, and they lost. <laughs> they lost. Like It's like clockwork. So um, I guess they should be thankful for Nemanja's play, and when he plays good, because that's when they seem to win. So, yeah, those are my three guys, Nemanja, Bogey, and Rashawn Holmes. I'm going to say a couple. I'm going to say they should be thankful for patience because, like I said, I was Mr. Local Downer, you know, hey, it's, it's not going to be smooth early on. Just say, like, Jason, hey, hater. That's what they look at you as, hater. Just yeah, say. yeah, I'm a hater, yeah, you know, but <laughs> I wasn't the one booing Luke Walton. Luke, te- Luke says... All he hears is Luke. He doesn't hear boo. I'm like, no, they were booing you. They were booing you, and it was not fair. It was not fair. You coached five games. You hadn't had enough practice yet. You went to India. The team refuses to use India as an excuse, but I will use it for them. The team spent 50 hours traveling. 
in the middle of a training camp. And they needed practice. And the other team that and, was like 0-4, 0-3 to start the season two. Yeah, so I'm like, be thankful that you have some patience and that you've allowed this thing to kind of start going and developing. You can kind of start to see a team that actually, I don't know, wow, plays defense. I'm still stunned by that. But, hey, they're doing it. So, you know, be thankful for that. You mentioned the players. I mean, they can't be thankful for their good health overall because they, they've had some bad luck with the health. But, you know, just be be thankful for, de- like, real depth. That's what it is, real depth. I mean, everyone has, I always say, you're only deep until you start having injuries because you only play five guys at a time. Uh, maybe they should also be thankful for the retro 91, 92 jerseys. Aren't they, like, undefeated in those? Yeah, yeah they haven't lost a game in those jerseys. Maybe they should never wear any other jerseys. The royal blue joints. Well, we talked about the city joints on deck. Those are coming th- next week. That on Saturday, the city joints are coming out. Well, maybe those jerseys will blind Denver enough to where they can't see. Or they'll just be like, why are they wearing, looking like, you know, Power Rangers or whatever? You know? And that'll just throw Denver off completely. And, you know, so, yeah, be thankful for those, for those, for those throwback jerseys. Be yeah. thankful for Corey Joseph. Yeah. Shout out to my because, man. Because, you know, Joe. yeah, so. And be, and thankful. be thankful for that throne room breakdown. You know what I'm saying? Out here, speaking the gospel out here. You know, when people are jumping off bridges, we speaking the gospel. Thankful for us, you know? Like I said, after the uh, Brooklyn uh, game in my podcast, we are a no overreaction zone. (laughs) We are not going to jump off the ledge after five, six games or, oh, my God, they had a a bad loss. It's time to fire someone. (laughs) I mean, people, people, people. People love firing people when it ain't their money or their job. They love trying to fire somebody. Uh, he should get fired. Like, Y'all want to fire me for everything, you know? Do I know how you are at your job? Should you get fired all the time? Great point. Great. Well, how many turnovers you got at your job? Exactly. You don't want to fire somebody all the time, you know? Go on Twitter and tell them they suck. What if I watched your job and told you you sucked on Twitter? Let me stop. Let me stop. Now, now I sound like a Trez van. I sound like a straight Trez van right now. And a Trez van. Like we talked about earlier, the only good thing Boston has given us is no addition. Yeah, they gave us a man with sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got nothing else left, you know. I said uh, I'll, be, I'll be happy to get back to California for a few days and I get back on the road for the, for the Texas swing of the road trip. So, oh, so you're going I get to, to come Texas. home. I get to come home, do my laundry, then leave and see, you know see my kids and go back on the road. So look at you like a real NBA player, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you just run living that NBA life. Minus the checks, though. <laughs> yeah, let me hold a dollar, Jason. You get you getting that? You getting at least a league minimum? Let me hold a dollar. Yeah, so I wish so. <laughs> well, Jason, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, man. And uh, I'm thankful Same for this you. podcast. I really enjoy doing this. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. thankful for that, man. It's just yeah. This has been a whole lot of fun. I've been, I've wanted to do something for for you know for a while. The old gig, I couldn't never get this thing going. So I'm having I'm having a ball with this and keep it going. And we'll be back what next Tuesday? Next Tuesday, yeah. Next Tuesday, we're we're not we're gonna be out hitting people with steel chairs to get a uh, two hundred dollar TV on Friday. So you know we won't have nothing for you. Is that what you're doing, Jason? You're hitting somebody with a kendo stick at Walmart? I don't have the energy or the, or the wallet to be sleeping outside to get a toaster. I like somebody my toaster. gets a kendo stick over the back for a toaster. You yes, gotta you know. But if they say some some two some some uh, Xbox One games are like five dollars, I might have to consider you know 
Oh, so you get out there. Huh? You, you ran from that yeah. fade because you know I have PS4, man. You ran, you ran oh, from that fade. I, I, no, I had no idea what you – I had no idea. So I mean, I'm you could always it trade it in and come get this fade. I'm mad anytime, man. No, I'm not going to trade it. No. <laughs> my, girl, my girl got me buys my games on Xbox One, huh? You go explain to her why I'm not using the system she bought me. You go explain. I'm I don't not, want that know. smoke. Well, I don't well, want she that didn't buy me the system. She didn't buy the spec. She bought the game. I'm not. I'm not explaining to her why the game. I'm, I'm not playing that anymore because you know Kenny told me to get this because I was uh, running from him. So I, I traded don't want it none in. of that smoke. I don't want that fade. So yeah, we'll just stick with Xbox One over there. We are gonna leave it over there. Okay. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> I will check back with everyone until next week after I have gone to Michelin Ness and behold and I behold the glory of throwback um, sports memorabilia and merchandise. Fire. Fire emoji, fire emoji. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, man. Have a have a great Thanksgiving. All Kings fans right, out too. there. Have a great thanks Thanksgiving as well, man. Y'all be good. Alright, this is Jason Jones again. This is Kenny Careway. I'm about out of here, man. Peace. Alright, bye.